0: Baseball 365 Podcast, and here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 92 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, and thank you for spending part of your week with us. You can follow the show on Twitter at Baseball365Pod. You can follow myself at Justin Hughes 365 and you can follow Andrew at AMCQ82. You can also join our Facebook group, Baseball365, and there's conversations always going on about the game, what free agency leagues right now that we have had some draft and holds going on. We'll be talking about one of them tonight, and we even have openings for Dynasty Leagues and even draft and hold leagues going on right now. Uh, We would appreciate it. We would be very appreciative if you took a few moments to write us a review and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. It's a good way to help us get our name out there. And links to all of these plugs I just mentioned are uh, in the show notes. So if you actually click on the like, look in the show notes, you'll be able to see what all all the links that can get you to all those sites. On tonight's episode, Andrew has taken the position of host and he will be interviewing both myself and our good friend Chris Winder about the second annual Rotomaster's draft and hold draft that we just completed. And let's get both guys on for the question of the day. Andrew and Chris, you both played in fantasy football leagues this year. I've mentioned early on that I chose to take the year off for the first time in 20 years, but we just finished week 15 or we're right now we're finishing up week 15. The Monday night game is over, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. over.
0: which means it's championship week in a lot of week in a lot of leagues coming up. How'd you guys end up? How many leagues are you in? How many championships are you in? Chris, you start.
2: Well, thanks for having me again, guys. Um, I'm in uh, eight fantasy football leagues. um, What those eight, uh, one's a keeper league and I kind of I bought early and then sold so I have I'm no pick my last pick next year is in round 9 in a 16 round draft so I'm looking forward to that that'll be fun um but this year um in the 8 leagues I made the playoffs in 5 of them and I'll be going to the championship in 3 of them I actually just Andrew and I were in a close battle in our semifinal and luckily I pulled it out by like four or five points Chase Claypool didn't come up really big for him, so I'll be, next week I'll be sweating three leagues, um, so I'm looking forward to that.
0: I thought I had seen something where you two were playing each other, and this <laughs> game was important. So, okay, yeah, i got to ask. Yeah,
1: that's, that's actually, that's actually kind of why we didn't want to start
2: the podcast too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's <we're sweating. laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, it was a... Got a little hairy in the set in the late in the game. The Sealers are driving. I'm like, oh, don't throw it to Claypool. Don't throw it to Claypool. I just didn't want him to score because I, yeah, I was up by. Got, yeah, I mean, got a bunch. It would have
1: taken about a. I think it would have taken about a 22 yard touchdown there
0: at the
2: end. So yeah. Okay, so, so get
0: I am pretty out of it this year with football. Is Claypool a rookie receiver then?
2: Yeah, for Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, at Notre Dame.
0: Andrew, how many points did you need, and was it a PPR?
1: No, I needed 13. He got, oh, I believe, man. I believe 4.8. Okay. But, he's kind of been up and down. He was he was hot there for a stretch, but he's been kind of hot and cold. But one of those guys where his boom games are, like, pretty yeah, good, was. you know? So, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, Andrew, I know you're not in one championship then. How are you <laughs> right? doing in the others?
1: Yeah. Um, I was in four leagues. I made the playoffs in three, and I'm in one ch- championship.
0: Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. One out of four. Yeah, not too bad. Not too my, bad. Uh,
1: my ma- my main my main home keeper league, I haven't I haven't won that league in quite a while, so well, hopefully I can take it down that, next week. That's always nice to get back there in those.
0: You know, yeah. my home keeper dis- disbanded after the, this last year and I had a pretty good run there and it had been a while since I'd been in. And I I really wanted to get back in once before that league ended up folding and unfortunately did not pull it off. Okay, well, we have a lot to un uh, to tack to tackle here. Um, Andrew, this is your game from here on. You can take the host position and it's all yours.
1: All right, so um, both of both Justin and Chris were in this league. I wasn't, so that's kind of why I'm gonna be the host tonight. but um, what I'm gonna do here first is have Chris kind of explain the type of league, how many teams, the rules, stuff like that. And I'm mostly because mostly Chris is the one that set it up and appreciate you doing that. We'll always have fun doing this podcast. So if you could just kind of explain to the listeners the type of league and how many teams, stuff like that, any kind of details that they might want to know as we, before we move forward.
2: Yeah, great. Thanks again for having me. Um, so I'm in the Dynasty League with Andrew, Justin, and myself. And there's, you know, 12 other 12 other people as well. So 15 of us in a league. I was like, hey, guys, why don't we just, you know, start a draft and hold league together? And the winner pretty much pays for that Dynasty League, whoever wins that draft and hold. So um, pretty much everyone from the Dynasty joined except a couple. So I invited a couple other people from the Facebook 365 Facebook page, and we got 15 people going. So it's a 15-man league, 15-person um, 15 15 draft and hold. Meaning, whatever people you draft, those are the guys on your roster. So, fifty rounds, no waivers, no pickups, and there's no trades. Um, and the format is a standard five by five. So we got saves and average, um, and that's pretty much it. I think with the rules, um, I don't think I missed anything. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm gonna.
1: I think I'm gonna be in it next year. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna host, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> Um, talk about, uh, where you guys picked, how it was determined. I, uh, I want to step stuff, in on stuff this. like that. I want either to, one of you,
0: I want to make sure I'm a, speaking on this part. It was rigged. Chris Winder set it <laughs> oh, up, yeah, yeah. set up <laughs> the Kentucky Derby and picked number one, drew himself number one. So it was rigged.
2: Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a Kentucky Derby style. Um, you know, use the online draft order generator. Um, I ended up with the first pick, um, the first KDS choice. And actually, was that was like probably the hardest decision of this draft, to be honest with you. Because I knew, you know, just listening to other podcasts and listening to people talk, it's like you don't really want those first couple picks. Um and I was like, do I just take five? And, you know, if someone takes an arm, I just, whatever bat's left over. And I was like, do I just take five and get DeGrom-, DeGrom? I'm like, what am I going to? So I, ended up, I just took one. I just figured, just give me the one, and I'll go from there. So I um, did that KDS, Kentucky Derby style, and it, yeah. I, Justin ended up with what pick? Justin, did you get?
0: I'm number seven, and I was thrilled to get that. So as much as I'm razzing you here, I was thrilled to get the number seven pick. I thought that would be right about the point where I would like to be. I think my number one choice would be third. If I was picking, I would have chosen third. I, I just I think the top three picks are pretty much the same. But yeah, they're and that the guarantees you're going to get a stud power speed bat.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking if looking at this and looking at um just ADP out there, I kind of like like 10. I just feel like I can get one of those arms or Trevor story. Like, let me build with one of those. I'm okay with that. You mm-hmm. know, give me Beaver, give me story, and I'll move on. And I'm early in round two. You know, I think I want to be yeah, around I think, there.
1: I think yeah. I'm with you. I don't. I don't think I want to do a draft where I draft at the I've had, I've done two drafts and I've drafted 10 and 8 and I want to do one where I draft at the top but I I have a feeling I'm not going to like it that much. I don't know. I want to do it but <laughs> scared to do it. Just kind too. of the just kind of the way that it plays out in the first few rounds I just think I like the mid to back half more. Um so yeah, any uh any strategies that you guys had going in kind of before you started the draft and then obviously things fluctuate during the draft but any uh any strategy you had going in we'll start with uh justin
0: picking seventh i definitely wanted to get one of the big aces i figured the three big power speed bats in which ended up going one through three would be gone and my hope was that i could take one of the big three aces cold to Bieber. so that was my big thing i really wanted to start with that funny two months ago I wasn't sure I really wanted to go that route but as I watched Andrew's draft and hold draft and seeing the boards I realized that pitching just dries up so fast that I wanted to get the big big one be able to come back in the second and get get another ace if possible if there were a couple of the ones I liked and then I could have some freedom to do whatever I wanted from there
2: what about uh what about you Chris yeah at one i was just crossing my fingers that an arm would make it to me at two three (laughs) um and it didn't but um i was just fingers crossed like hey let me get an arm um i wanted you know just to get a couple arms in the first five rounds and kind of work from there so i had i had to change my plan i had to go plan b and we'll discuss that plan in a little bit but yeah um that's pretty much where i was coming down to cool
1: so we'll uh yeah, we'll kind of go through the first few rounds. I'll, I'll probably read them off, and then um, as we get further down, we'll just go more in chunks. Like round, you know, first few rounds individually, and then kind of uh, speed it up after that. So, uh, starting with round one, I will uh, kind of just read off the round here. So Chris took Ronald Acuna first, and then we had Mookie Betts, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto. Jacob deGrom, Trey Turner, Justin Took, Garrett Cole at 7, Bieber 8, Jose Ramirez went 9, Mike Trout 10, Trevor Story 11, Christian Yelich 12, Freddie Freeman 13, Cody Bellinger 14, and Bryce Harper 15. Uh, we'll start with Chris, Ronald Acuna, no-brainer number one, or anybody else you were thinking about, or kind of what's your thoughts there?
2: Yeah, uh- yeah, Acuna was the bat. If I, I, mean, if I was going to go one, as soon as I picked one, I was like, well, just give me Ronald Acuna. He's the only guy that I can kind of, you know, he could go 40-40 if we have a full season. And that was a no-brainer there. Um, the only guy I was really thinking about was DeGrom, DeGrom but I could have taken him at five and just picked number five. So, um, yeah, Acuna was the guy. Give um, me a young guy in a a good lineup and just, just go from this power speed and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I agree with you. Is he is he your one, Justin?
0: I don't have a problem with him at one, and he's probably two for me. I think I would go Mookie Betts, as we talked about a couple months ago. I just, being in L.A. with that lineup and the power-speed combo, I I, I don't, and just a slightly better hit tool. But again, Acuna, I do agree, would be more likely to go 40-40 than Mookie. i, I you're splitting hairs
1: with those two, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would take Acuna, but I'm I'm with you. Uh, Justin, Cole at seven. Were you thinking about anybody else? or No. Was that just kind of what you were settling on there?
0: No. Going into that draft, my goal was to get Garrett Cole at seven as soon as I got the seven spot. Uh, I was thrilled to land him. It was only 73 innings in this shortened season, but I was really happy to see that he excelled in his first tent under the big lights in New York. He, DeGrom, Bieber, all pretty dang close. I'm giving Cole the edge. You know, it's odd, but wins are a frustrating category to predict, and, there, and we all know there's a lot of luck driven in that category. But I think if all three of us had to pick who would get the most wins if we had to take a guess, we'd all pick Cole. And I'm just making that the tiebreaker.
2: I don't know about yeah. that one. Really? I don't know, man. I, I I just I want to see what the Mets look like at the end of the at the end of this off season.
0: Wow. Um,
2: if, if they add Lindor and they add Springer, like, why are we? Yeah. I'm still and taking Cole, Cole for
0: wins, even with that. Yeah. I don't know.
2: You got the, their bullpens. You got Trevor May now. I don't know. Hey, like you say, wins are wins are interesting. I just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get I get the thought behind
1: it. Like if they're all the same, then just take the guy with the best offense behind him. I get that. So
0: it's also the guy with the worst park. So that is the counter to that. But after watching Cole excel in that seventy five yeah, I'm like, I don't yeah. care
1: about the park. I don't either. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about the park with Cole. All right. Any uh, any picks in the first round jump out at you or you think we're
2: too high? surprised they slid that far etc anybody well trout i guess would at 10, <laughs> um a little too far i guess but I, I don't have any argument who i would take him over you know i get the argument for taking trade turner i get the argument for taking jose ramirez just you know it's just weird seeing trout at number 10
0: yeah yeah agreed Trout is the story and the best part of it is he went to steve trapani who is a diehard angels fan So I think we made his day and week and month by letting him get to him.
1: Yeah, I saw somebody said Steve was pretty happy, and he's like,
0: was?
1: (laughs) 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 So, yeah. All right, we'll move on to round number two. And uh, so starting at the wheel, um, we've got Francisco Lindor at 16, Walker Buehler at 17, you Darvish at 18, Bo Bichette at 19, Trevor Bauer at 20, Max Scherzer 21, Lucas Giolito 22, Kyle Tucker 23, Justin took Luis Castillo at 24, Aaron Nola 25, Brandon Woodruff 26, Jack Flaherty 27, Zach Gallen 28, Clayton Kershaw 29, and then uh, Chris took Ozzie Alves at 30. First thing, I think it's pretty obvious. Listening to me read those names off, this crazy pitcher run. Uh, what what were you guys thinking, especially Chris, because he's on the end, like just hoping these guys fall to him. And how many was it? Uh, eleven. One, two, three, four, eleven pitchers. Yeah, in the in the second round there. Pretty crazy.
2: What uh, what are you guys thoughts on that? Start with Chris
0: yeah this is for Chris uh, to talk
2: about yeah kind of ex- honestly I kind of expected it I, I thought I was fingers are crossed that Kershaw would make it at you know Kershaw would make it to me um he was kind of last guy um but I don't blame him I think it was Jared in front of me he took him because he had you know he took bets so why would he he's not gonna give me the opportunity to take a picture when he's gonna take one before me so it was expected I just didn't I thought maybe one or two you know, given the choice of at least getting one of those, um, but yeah, it's gonna happen, guys. You know, um, drafting holds. Even though this isn't NFBC pitchers are gonna fly off, and you can see the names there. And it's not, you know, it's gonna look like the, that in every draft you're drafting right now.
1: Man, yeah, I feel like I feel like the uh, whether it's NFBC or not, if it's draft and hold, it's it's the same thing, really. Mm-hmm. You know, the only the only difference is. Just no overall,
2: but yeah. Andrew, do you think it's going to change much if this this wasn't a draft and hold?
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think that it matters that you can't trade for pitching. Now, if a lot of redraft leagues don't allow trades, so maybe it wouldn't change a ton. I mean, I haven't seen, I've done a couple, I haven't seen 11 pitchers go in the second round. I mean, that, it was, that was pretty drastic. But I'm not saying it couldn't happen again either. I mean, it definitely can. I think being draft and hold does influence it, though.
0: I agree. I do not think that this many pitchers would go if it was not a draft and hold. I think all of those guys would get pushed back a little bit of ways. The guys who went in the second half of the second round, those six in a row that went, I could only see. I I bet like two to three of those guys go in the second round under a normal draft.
1: Justin, uh Luis Castillo, second round. Was it playing pitcher pitcher the whole time or what were you what were you thinking there?
0: Yeah, going into this draft, I really wanted to have Colin Castillo as my first two picks. So it couldn't have gone much better for me. Um in the second round there aren't many bats I like to take. I'd rather take an arm if there's one I like and then get whichever bats there for me in the third round and Castillo is my favorite pitcher to take of that group that's in that second round. I had a feeling he'd be there for me, and I ended up taking him, and and I'd end up taking him, and that's what happened. So, yeah, first two rounds, I'm very happy for getting guys I like
1: that I thought would get to me. Did you consider Albies?
0: No, no, not with a draft and hold. I love Albies, don't get me wrong, but... I just, I'd rather get the arm and take whichever bat's there because when I look at Uh, Albies compared to the bats that go afterwards, it's, yeah, I'd rather just get whichever bat as compared to missing out on all the arms.
1: Yeah, I mostly asked just because you had Cole already. That was the main reason. Yeah, I understand. Chris, um, Albies, obviously, you know, all the pitchers went. So kind of uh, explain your thought process here. And we can even go into the, the third, yeah, I mean, you took, yeah, Albies and Machado on the turn is um, who Chris went. So just kind of explain your thoughts there with those two, and I mean, was there any pitcher creeping into your mind that you might take there, where you're like, okay, I can't do it?
2: Kind of what was yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, there, there, there were no pitchers. Uh, you can see the next pitcher that went went in like the three point ten. So no one was looking at pitchers there, yeah, because they all took one in round two. However, there was really no one I really liked. Um, with Albies, give me a power speed guy. Um, he's kind of – and then second base, it's tough. He's the only really guy you want. Second base kind of dries up. You're going to I mean, you're gonna have to wait a while to grab a second baseman, so give me Albies. Um, and then Machado, you know, his ADP was high. I wasn't really – I wasn't really thinking I was going to get in there. I was just looking, hey, maybe let me get a, an arm, but the arms weren't there, so let me get Machado. Like I – you know, with Acuna and, Acuna and Albies, they're kind of – you know, I was thinking I might be a little behind in RBIs there so let me get Machado in a great lineup batting in the middle. And I, you know, I liked what he did in San Diego last year In the year, you know, so let me just get him. And his ADP was like in pick 20 and I like got 31. So I was happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was a good turn. It's just, it's
1: man. It's just like almost, um, it's like unfortunate that all those pitchers went. I mean, it's just like, cause you're, you're just like, there's nothing you can do. You know, it's, what are you going to do about it when you're just picking on the end, you know? So yeah, for Chris, I
0: I like the picks. I don't like the situation is the way I would explain it.
2: Yeah. That's why I don't think, I don't think you want to pick that one. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I would choose that. I don't think I would choose that again. Yeah. Because of this.
0: I agree. I definitely, after doing this, I know I wouldn't pick one. I would pick three if as my first choice, because you're more likely to get some arm to come back.
2: Yeah. Um, and then you asked if there was some other bat, I guess I can talk about it later, but another bat I was considering, I kind of regret that after I took Machado, was actually, um Mondesi, just because it's you're only paying out the top person, and I could just put a hammer on speed there with uh, Acuna and Mondesi, um, and I could have maybe got third baseman a little bit later, um, he's just someone that you can kind of, you know, just take a stranglehold on that, that category, and I would just, you know, have a lot of speed. I don't have to really worry about it. I didn't mind Machado because he's in a you know, you can pencil him in for thirty-five, and, and I'm fine with that out of a third baseman. You never know. He can get 10 stolen bases, but I was, I was happy with it. But I was just thinking back, I'm like, Oh, what if I took Mondesi there? Would my team, I would just wonder what it would look like. I just was wondering about that. So I don't know you yeah. guys' thoughts about Mondesi. Yeah. Mondesi's ADP and 33 draft and holds on. NFBC
1: is twenty three, middle oh, of the second. Geez.
2: He's flying up the board because when we were drafting this yeah. in the beginning, we started this draft actually in touch upon after Thanksgiving, so like November thirtieth, I believe, and his ADP was in the middle of third. So we jumped up like thirteen picks since that. Yeah, time. min pick, min pick of sixteen. So he went
1: on the wheel at, in one draft. He he went, I want to say seventeen in mine or in one of mine, but I kind of get it. I mean especially in an overall more so I guess than than a standalone league I don't think I would probably employ that in a standalone league but I understand it I mean when you when you look at the projections this year for just do just stolen bases he's blows away the field it's not it's there's
2: separation there that Creates a lot of value of having him. So I mean, and if you look at steamers projections, if I took Acuna, Albies, and and Mondesi, I would have over 100 stolen bases, probably.
0: Which might yeah. be overkill, though. On that same note, that might just or, be overkill.
2: Oh, close to it, yeah. But then, I, yeah, it could have been definitely, yeah. Any uh, any picks that surprised you in round
1: two, or pretty normal? What do you think?
0: Um, I'll go first and say that I think some of these pitchers did surprise me going in the second half. Brandon Woodruff, um, Zach Gallen, I think those two specifically just getting pushed all the way up into the second round was really eye-opening to me. Those were the two that really just shocked me when I saw them, especially Woodruff. I thought, I think I was looking, I saw his ADP was around, I'd have to go, let's see, what, at the time I think I remember looking and seeing
1: It's right around there, I would say 32. It's 38. Oh, 40, Well. Wow. 38, oh, I so... I thought it was a little higher than that.
0: Crump, Brian Crump took him there. He was definitely being aggressive on him, and it just pushed all the pitching up more whenever a guy like that goes. And then Flaherty, Kershaw, who, you know, I don't mind those as much, but I I still wouldn't even feel comfortable Flaherty in the second, but I understand. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't, I don't really like the second-round hitters too much, so I kind of get a lot of yes. this. I mean, like, I like... In the second round, if I'm taking a hitter, I'm probably taking Bryce Harper, yep. Francisco Lindor, Bo Bichette, or Ozzy Alves. Yep. And if it's not one of them, I'm probably taking a pitcher, mm-hmm. no matter where I'm, no matter where I'm at in the second round. So it's just, yeah, it's just kind of how the the lay the landscape is of it right now. And then you can kind of get bats in the third. So kind of what we saw here, I guess.
0: Yep. And we'll, I agree um, with the logic. Just hold my nose while doing it.
1: We'll uh, move on to the third here. and I'll read this one, and we'll probably just kind of go to your guys' picks after this round. But round three, we've got Chris Manny Machado. Then we had Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Alex Bregman, Adalberto Mondesi, Rafael Devers, Justin Took, Nolan Arenado. Then we had Tim Anderson, JT Real Muto, Tyler Glass now, Starling Marte, Kent Maeda, Blake <laughs> Snell, Denelson Nelson, and Anthony Rendon. Uh, we'll start with, well, we kind of already talked about Machado, I guess. So anything else to say with Machado there, Chris? Here,
2: no, and then yeah, no, no other things to add. I think you can repeat. I like him in that lineup, and you know he proved it in Petco. He pulls the ball down that line. You know, left field isn't that crazy, and at Petco. And, you know, I I like him there. Justin, I know you like um,
1: I know you like Arenado in the third. I've heard you talk about it. Had he been gone, who would you have taken there?
0: Power speed guy. I would have taken either Tim Anderson or Stalin Marte. I think Anderson went the very next pick. Yes, he did. Dick Graham and Marte a few picks after that. I love Arenado. I think we talked about this when we did our mock draft with Tim, and I had him as a second round player at that time. And he does provide first round upside, but honestly, if I'm not sure, I'm not sure I'd take him here again if I was to do have that spot. I'll explain more about that when we get to the fourth round. But I I think I might have gone with Anderson or Marte instead.
1: How do you guys feel about um, just quick answers about
2: Real Muto in the third? You in or you out? Hmm. I'm in. You're in. Yeah, I'm in. Just because you know, you know, Toby Batflick Crazy is all about it, and it makes a lot of sense. His logic makes sense. There, you're getting such a you're getting such a head start on the category in that position. What any other position, you know, you're getting a stranglehold in that position. I like it. Um, I probably wouldn't do it. You know, I think where Jay got him at three. Not Nine. a good spot. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't take it maybe three through, you know, in the early third. But in the middle of late, I don't see why not. Um, I, I get, I understand why. I probably wouldn't do it. I don't know. I don't know if I would do it in the draft that we have, pick up, something like that. But the draft and makes a lot of sense to me.
0: Yeah, I'm not against it. I uh, I get it. I don't know if I would have the stones to do it. But I do like who he took the next round pairing that with Whit Merrifield. I thought that's a pretty good pairing for getting some, a little bit of speed afterwards because, like I said, I think I would have taken a speed guy in the third round because of what was there. But, yeah, well, I think if you can get some speed in the fourth round, it's not a bad, bad
1: combo. Yeah, just curious your guys' thoughts. I think I'm in on it, but... I haven't got like, him yet i am more in on it than i've been in the past put it that way i don't know if i'll actually end up with him. i'd kind of like to draft a team where i got him and just see how it looked you know at the end but i think it's a massive edge too so
2: i wonder andrew if you didn't like him previously in the previous years because of other catchers that were going near him that's now there's like a there's a big yeah. drop now there's a big drop between him and then the rest of them that's yeah. part that's part of it too
1: yep. yeah all right, moving on to round four, and I'm not going to read all these off. Justin took Randy Rosarena, so I'll kind of just ask your, your thought process here. Was it a tough call? And uh, give me his stat line for 2021.
0: Very tough call. And this goes back to Arenado. I got a lot of talk about here, but to answer your question first, uh, two sixty-five ish batting average, twenty-seven home runs and sixteen steals is what I came up with. It's interesting. I did that before looking at um, what his uh, steamer projections were, and I was a little under on the twenty.
1: Hold on, I think twenty-six, twenty-four is it?
0: Twenty-six, twenty. So oh, okay. 26, 20. I I gave him. I think it might be twenty-four. 20, I can't remember. I gave him a a home a little bit more on the home runs. I was I was guessing for yeah. the record. I was I wasn't sure. And 16 steals a little under. And one thing I thought as I wrote that down is if he does that, he's pretty close to what I think Kyle Tucker's going to do this next year. And Kyle Tucker's going two rounds sooner. That said, I do want to dive into this pick and the last pick. I'll be the first to admit this was a little earlier than I wanted to go on a Rosarena. And this ties in with the last pick. Had I taken Marte or Tim Anderson... I would have felt more comfortable with my speed, and I wouldn't have felt the need to get a little bit of speed here with a Rosarena. I missed out on all the speed bats I really was hoping to come around this next round. Whip Merrifield, Trent Grisham, Starling Marte all went between my third and fourth round picks. So in the fourth round, there were a lot of bats at this spot for me that were okay, but I either didn't love the price or didn't feel like they were great fits for me. Springer, uh, George Springer was the one player I really liked, but I just had concerns about the, where I'd be at on speed. To, and other guys who were there, Corey Seager, who I think Chris took, and his, his ADP is in the 20s. Well, I'm, I'll let Chris go on that. But Ozuna, Voight, Alonzo, honestly, I'm just not a big fan of taking any of those guys right there. So this is a, one spot where I decided to take a chance. A Rosarena was the only one option who was being projected for double-digit steals of all those guys. And if I took a non-speed guy, I felt like I might end up in a position later in the draft where I was drafting speed guys that I hated. So I took someone I'm intrigued with, the upside's there, just five to ten picks sooner than I probably would have liked. I would have rather taken him next round if that had been possible. And if he wasn't there, let him go.
2: What do you think, Chris? What do you think of a Rosarena? You, like yeah, you
0: can I, be I, honest. You won't hurt my feelings.
2: Uh, well, I'm not going to talk about the player too much, but I think it's a strategy idea, Justin. and you nailed that run 100%. Like, that's the importance of getting, you know, these power speed guys early because then he just he put himself in a trap. He has to move a guy up just to get speed, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, I'm, you know, I'm not going to take the guy that early that came out of nowhere. I just I worry about that. And he's in Tampa Bay. He struggles against Sam handed pitching. Who knows? He could be in a platoon. It's
0: very true. I just
2: I worry. I worry about it, and I I think just the strategy idea, and this is the point of the show right now. I think just going back and learning. That's why we draft these things, in you know, November, so we can learn. Um, this is my first draft as well, and you know, just thinking about what i could have done differently, and that's what it is. You know, you love Arenado, but you just trapped yourself in grabbing a guy that's going to get speed that you really didn't want right there.
0: Yep. And had I taken Marte or Anderson, Springer's my pick there.
2: Yeah. And you probably like that a little bit better, right? Yeah,
0: just a little bit. Now, if Arenado has a first round value season like he's done in years past, I'll I'll get over it. But yeah, it's it's a risk.
1: Yeah, I the more I've kind of looked at the landscape of the top few rounds and stuff, I really want to be drafting pitching or guys that are contributing in steals. I just feel like the zero steals guys that go in the top four or five rounds. I just don't really want to, I just don't really want them. Like, I don't really want to build around those guys. I feel like you can get guys way later in the draft that provide power, you know, some average, you know, obviously as you move down, there's going to be less, you're either going to have less average or less power, but it just gets tough when you're, um, taking because the speed dries up so fast i mean you you see that as you go through the draft you know you're you get to points in like round nine and ten right you know nine ten twelve whatever where you're already taking speed guys like oh my god i need speed if you don't have it so and guys that really aren't that great you know you're just hoping to get your steals so i think it's kind of a team building thing more than anything it's not to knock aaronado i took aaronado in my draft and I think he's a really good value in the third round. It's just, you know, if you want pitching and you want speed, you gotta give up something, you know. Yep. So it's it's just kind of tough. But um Chris, Corey uh Corey Seeger generally like Justin kinda mentioned, going uh going higher than this quite a bit. You took a Dodger.
2: <laughs> well they <laughs> the Dodgers are pretty
1: good. Andrew, <laughs> for anybody, for anybody who doesn't know, Chris is a Giants fan. So yeah,
2: and unfortunately, Dodgers are really good, and they're going to be really good for a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And it was and this pick was kind of an ADP pick, to be honest with you. I didn't really, you know, it's it's November thirtieth. He was going in like the middle of the second. I'm like, why is he still there? Okay, he plays shortstop. Shortstop's deep. He doesn't run. He doesn't steal. I'm like, well, he's going to be batting. In the top of that lineup, he's going to bat close to 300, if not over 300. He's going to hit, you know, close to 30 home runs. Injuries are concerned, but I'm like, what not to like there? And just gives him that batting average floor that I can take some risks later. And I wanted – I didn't have pitching in the first four four rounds, so I'm like, let me just get as much get – get the best bats I can get right now. I'm not going to, you know, not take any risk and just get my offense to be top-notch.
1: Yeah, so then we'll go to um, the next pick because you're right there on the end with uh, Sonny Gray, first pitcher. Um, Kind
2: of explain your thoughts there. Are you concerned that he's your first pitcher? Are you good with it? How do you feel about it? At the time, I was like, the Reds should be good, but now they're concerning me with wanting to trade everybody and not bringing... I thought they would go for it, you know? Just because you you went for it last year and didn't work out for you, like, double down and go for it again. Like, I don't know. I just don't get it. So I thought there would be... I thought they can win the division, but I you know, you're central, Justin. I don't know. I'm confused by it. And I <laughs> I thought he can be a top of the rotation pitcher, get a low whip, good good ratios, and you know, decent strikeouts. Um, you know, so I was I was fine with it at the time, but now I'm a little concerned what the outcome of the Reds can look like. But um, you know, I'm just trying to get someone he's gonna have a nice floor, and I was just looking for a pitcher that can provide some floor. He's not gonna be elite, but he's a solid number two. He's my ace, but I'm okay with it, I guess, but it's not ideal in any in any case. Was there
1: anyone else you were considering there?
2: Um, Josh Hader, just a closer, just hmm. to like if I'm gonna punt, you know, starting pitching, not take a pitcher, let me just get the top a top closer. But I have concerns with him. I don't know. He just he's a little scary right now. A lot of home runs last year. Um Devin Williams showed up and I'm like, uh oh, what's going on here? Are the Brewers gonna move him? Like why? I don't know. It's it's I don't know. I was a little concerned with them, so I just pulled back, and I was just crossing my fingers that one of those top closers would come back in round six. Um, so I was like, let me just take Gray. Um, I had my concerns with Hater. I don't. Yeah. I, so I just that was my other option I was thinking about.
1: Yeah, I've I've owned Hater in multiple dynasty leagues. Kind of been one of my guys from the beginning. I will not be touching him in redraft this year. I just, I'm just not comfortable with it. I think he's going too high. I'm not, I'm not certain on the save. Like, I don't trust him to get all the saves continuously. Like, I just, I feel like that could come back a little bit. And then, yeah, there was just a few points last year where he just wasn't right. I don't know. I just don't want to invest that highly in him at that spot. I don't know. It's just me.
2: I mean, and he, he's field. so good, and he's so good. The Brewers are gonna bring him in in the situation they want to, like you bring him in right. six and have him go to six and seven. And I get it. I mean, it makes I mean, sense. isn't it isn't
1: it totally realistic to just say Devin Williams, you're the closer. haters the fireman. Yeah,
2: or right. I don't I mean, even think just have a role. I think it just kind of like they both can mm-hmm. do whatever. You know, if haters You know, if hater has not pitching a couple days, it can close. But I think it's situational based, and that's kind of what the Brewers have done in the past. They're not they're not gonna name a closer. I don't think. Yeah, I mean
1: he's he's obviously going to get saves, but it's just how many of them. I don't know. I'm just not really in
2: on it. You, uh, you know, you know, Chapman's going to be in the ninth inning for the Yankees. Yeah, you don't know if Gator's going to be. You don't know if Hater's going to be in the ninth inning for the Brewers. You don't. Yeah,
0: 100.
1: Justin Cruz, I know we've talked about him a lot. Um, anything to say about him or him this pick, any of that, and uh, where do you where do you think he's going to go?
0: You know, I was thinking about that in terms of where he could go, and, man, honestly, when I was looking, I'm like, it'd be really nice if the National League ended up opening up. It's really hard to find a spot for him if you look around the league. Maybe, but my my gut when I looked is the options are not there for him unless the National League opens up, and he actually signs a deal with the Tampa Bay Rays. That's my call.
1: Is that that's what you think or what you want to happen? Uh,
0: More, I think I'm just going to I was more thinking about thinking. Oh, yeah. You asked where I want. Oh, yeah. Either one. No, I I forgot. I was originally going to say the Rays as I looked and then I changed my mind. And no, this is what I want and think I want. You
1: want the Cardinals, right? If they have a DH. You want. Wait, wait, wait. Justin wants him playing center field for the Cardinals.
0: You know what? His right field defense is part of the reason that we have a World Series championship, and I also know that his right field defense wasn't good nine years ago. So no, not ten years ago. Um, actually, want and think I'm gonna our good buddies Ben and Ryan, who I think I always bring up in this show at some point. He f- would be a great fit in Toronto. I could see them signing. Yeah. Him. I, I went to go yeah. look and see what who their dh was on roster resource and i think it's alec the kirk the catcher kid right now is their dh and that's not going to be their dh on opening day i could see him signing there
1: yeah it's possible i i've definitely heard them as a name thrown out
0: i haven't but
1: uh, i just is looking i'm like that makes sense any picks in like the rounds four three four five that Jumped out at you, good, bad, for any of these teams?
0: Chris?
2: Um, just sorry. <laughs>
0: Got you off guard.
2: <laughs> no, it's all good. I wasn't, yeah. Um. I don't, Zach, please, Zach. I just don't get it. I know we had a great year. It's just someone's, just, I know it's the Indians. I don't know. I don't know my thoughts about him. I just haven't dug deep enough and know him. And I know he's going this high. It just doesn't, I don't get it. I guess that's my concern about it. Yeah. So I have to be sold on him.
0: I'm with you on that. I, like the pick before was what Merrifield with Jay Moyer. And I really like that pick in the fourth round. Honestly, of all the picks that went in the fourth round, I think he's my favorite value in terms of where, who it was and where he went. Didn't, I think I just heard in a chat that, uh, our buddy Lou Landers has started a draft and hold that started today, and Whit Merrifield I think went 17th overall.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> so. I was gonna say I was gonna say when I remember saying when you guys were about four rounds in, I I love Jay Moyer's first four picks: Jose Ramirez, Lucas Giolito, JT Realmuto, Whit Merrifield. Yeah. I just yeah. I, love, I love it because it's it's everything. I mean, you're getting power, you're getting speed. You're getting scarcity, Witt's dual eligible, and yeah. Giolito's a horse that's gonna pitch a ton of innings. Yep. Yeah. So Andrew, I, I was about to say I the like. same
2: thing when we're talking about real Muto, when we're talking about it, it just fits that team perfectly, just yeah. because you get speed up positions that you're not gonna get anywhere else. You're yeah. not gonna get speed at third base like Jose Ramirez provides, or catcher JT Muto and then Witt, like you said, the position flexibility. Yeah. J did a great job in those first four picks. Yeah. Yeah, I really like those first four. All right, so we'll move on
1: to uh, round 6 through 10. And Chris is round 6 through 10. I'm just going to read off your guys' picks for these rounds. Chris took Anthony Rizzo, round 6. Javier Baez, round 7. Jeff McNeil, round 8. Lance McCullers Jr., round 9. And Josh Donaldson, round 10. Uh, Justin took J.D. Martinez, round 6. Jose Altuve, round 7. James Karinschak round eight. Jonathan VR round nine and David Price round ten. Uh, nice offense, Chris. Did you were you considering pitching there at six seven? Or because obvi- I mean, obviously you got Sonny Gray, he's your one. Um, six seven, you looking at pitchers there, or was there the, just nobody you liked, or kind of what the, was the thought there?
2: Yeah, the only pitcher I really wanted was uh, Chapman, her Chapman as the closer. Like I mentioned earlier, I really think he, you know, he's the he's the top four closer. They all went; those closers went. Um, Hendricks, Chapman, and um, Diaz yeah. all went in those rounds. So I was like, okay, if I'm not gonna get Chapman, let me just build up the offense, you know. And then Rizzo and Baez were going so much earlier last year. Um, and if you look at like the situation, Rizzo his bab his Babbitt was 220 last year. I don't think that declines there yet. Um, both of those guys are free agents ca- after this year. Um, so I'm expecting big things. I know I know everyone's saying everyone's down on their Cubs, Andrew. I just don't get it, I guess. You know, why just because Leo left, why can't they make a little run? I don't know. I know they have issues with their pitching staff, but you have Darvish and Hendricks. You have guys that are free agents, maybe they want to do something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I, like- I feel like the
2: I feel like the Cubs
1: are actually pretty good values this year. I I like I like Rizzo where he's going again. Um I think the batting average rebounds quite a bit. And I I like Baez where he's going too, which I didn't really expect to be saying, but I mean he's just going a lot later than he has in the
2: past. So Yeah, he's a potential only guy. Like can give you thirty ten in round seven, you know, it just you know, yeah. like you said, the Cubs the Cubs are just going cheaper this year and just take advantage of the opportunity I think that they provide. Usually they get a lot they get pushed up because of name value. But they, had, they all had a down year. They were terrible. Baez batted under the Mendoza line, and Rizzo wasn't that far off. So, yeah. How do you feel about McCullers as your SP2? Not great, but it's the upside. I don't know how long the season is going to be, honestly, with you guys. And I just felt he can really jump, and he can be a top-20 arm if he gets you know 150 innings, and that's the shortened season. His strikeouts can be there. He was on the mound after his Tommy John um, good team I think the Astros do something in the offseason and we'll get to that a little bit later um, but I just I'm a little I'm fine with it it's okay
1: um, yeah. yeah that's a good that's a good point about the possibility of the season Very being a little point. bit shorter yeah yeah that does help him uh, Justin love the uh, love the JD Martinez Altuve and VR picks um, talk to me about Karinczak and uh, how you feel about prices your SP3
0: Karinczak is somebody who I was totally fine taking the eighth round as a closer, but I knew that if I did that, I was going to have to make sure I was aggressive to get Emmanuel A to have those two combined. And I did get A, we We'll talk about that one later. But I Karinczak has the upside to be the best closer in fantasy baseball this year, I, and I don't think Cleveland's going to be spending money bringing in a closer right now. They're trying to shed payroll. I just don't see them bringing somebody in took the shot worst case they end up signing somebody and i'm wrong and he's a setup guy and i've got the bet one of the still great statistics coming out of him uh to answer your question about price yeah I, I i love price in la but um i will admit i took price in both draft and holds last winter and he opted out for reasons i didn't no, were even possibilities when I made the dra- had the did took him in both drafts, and that sucked. And I didn't take into account that he could opt out again when I made this pick. And news has just come out in the last few days that um, Dave Roberts is saying he's not sure if he's going to come back and pitch this year or not. And if he doesn't, I like I'm nervous about that right now. But if he says he is pitching in 2021. He's fine with me, especially when Cole and Castillo are my one and two. I'm I like Price. I think he's a really good pitcher. Great organization. Again, another guy that should be really good for getting wins. Any Dodger should win more. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good good point. But I did want to say you did bring up VR, and if VR signs with a team as a super utility, I'm screwed. But if he does sign somewhere and is announced as a starter, I do think this is a bargain pick. His ADP will go up from here. So it's kind of an in-between in between and a shot I took. And I hope I don't get bit
1: on that one. Yeah, VR's a high risk pick, but I remember when you made it thinking it just fit really well. So I'm uh I think I'm in mean, on VR. I get I get that it's risky until he's signed, but I just feel like he slipped enough and has enough stolen base upside that if he lands with a job, it's it's gonna be good. Or it should be good, so um, any further thoughts on any of these picks or have either one of you been sniped yet? 10 rounds in
2: snipes. I guess my snipes would be like, it's hard to be sniped at pick one. You know what I'm saying? Everything has to come you, yeah. but I really wanted a I really wanted a closer in this when Chapman went and then, um, in round 10, like, like there was catcher sitting there and. Like, four of them went right in that round. I was, like, hoping to get one. They all went. So, it's just things like that you're trying to plan for that you kind of you just kind of, like, okay, I got to adjust. But, um you know, those kind of runs kind of got me at, the, at picking at one. It's going to happen. But um those are the guys I kind of was looking for. I think round six, grabbing that closer, hopefully, you know, you have to keep your fingers crossed and grabbing that catcher and I'm 10. Those are kind of where those places went that I kind of missed out on. What about you, Justin? Any
1: any snipes or anybody that you wanted to highlight? Well, I mentioned losing
0: out on the, first, on the speed guys in round four. The other one was round six. We just mentioned him a few minutes ago, Aroldis Chapman. Lucas took him. One of the most consistent closers, my number one closer this year because I just feel like the job is very secure. And Lucas took him a couple picks before I was up. I was really wanting to get him because in draft and hold leagues, elite closers are
1: very valuable. Especially in December mm-hmm. when we don't know, we don't know half the team's closers. So, yeah, yeah, they just feel like they should be pushed up. Yeah. A uh, few picks I just wanted to highlight real quick. Um, Byron Buxton at eighty-six. I was pretty floored by that. That's his min pick on NFBC, so the earliest he's gone in any draft. I just thought it was too early. But um, I guess if you need speed, I just I was pretty shocked by that pick. You guys have any opinion on that? Yeah. Or?
0: yeah, and that's the thing. If you need speed, and Brian Brian, who good fantasy player, but I didn't understand that one even more because when you look at his team, he's already taken Aldelberto Mondesi and Kevin Biggio, so he doesn't need speed. So that really didn't make sense for that. But who knows? Maybe maybe it will work out. I mean. Actually, Byron didn't even steal that many bags last year, did he? He had, like, a lot of home runs and only a couple steals, if I recall. But you're expecting steals out of him. And, yeah. Yeah, of course. It, yeah, I mean, and it
1: could it could obviously work out. It just yeah, it's like aggressive. Yeah, uh, and it, It's aggressive, yeah. Another one that, I, I mean, I can't even believe I'm saying it, but Kyle Hendricks in the sixth round, I just... I've been drafting Kyle Hendricks for so long in, like, rounds 10, 11... 12 and it's always felt like this is a steal i'm getting him as my sp3 or four and he's going to perform like an sp2 and it seems like it happens every year and now he's just shot up the board in round six His his nfbc adp is 91 and he went at 79 in this draft which is you know it's fine if that's what you want him i'm just i guess i'm saying i'm i'm out on him even at his nfbc adp i just feel like there's um Obviously, he's safe and stuff, but I don't know. I just that profile that early in the draft, the lack of ks, and I don't know, I'm just not too into it. And then the other one that has surprised me for where he's going, and more so that I'm surprised he's going this late is uh, Sixto Sanchez, and he went in round eight at the end of round eight at one eighteen, and his NFBC ADP is one twenty. I'm just a little surprised that he's not getting more helium. Like I'm not saying that, you know, like there, I think it's a fine pick. It doesn't jump off the page to me as like a good pick or a bad pick. I just, I thought the way that that season ended kind of with him, I was like, oh man, this is really going to be like, I thought he might be up in Corbin Burns territory or close to it, you know? So Just um, I'm kind of surprised, like I could see myself um, maybe even being in on him. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'm just surprised he's not going higher.
2: And it makes sense, Andrew. I think it's the last two outings for him. Um, He went, you know, four innings and three innings and gave up five and four runs respectively with only two strikeouts. And that can just be a tired arm, but he only threw 39 innings. I think just people are concerned pulling the brakes a little bit, and the Ks really weren't there. He had one, you know, yep. the second outing of his career, he had 10 Ks. Other than that, you're getting, like, you know, four, five, two. Yeah. So I think that's I think a big it's, part I, I was, right there. I agree with you because I did think, like, going in, you that's all you heard about in, like, early September, but then I think the last couple starts kind of scared people away.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I definitely could be right. It just kind of surprised me that he wasn't going a little higher.
0: And we are going to cut off the show at this point. Andrew, Chris, and myself definitely went long. And we are going to make this two episodes, like I said, we might end up doing. So thank you all for listening. We will be back. I think I'll put the second half episode up on Christmas Eve. So be sure to download that episode then. And you can hear Andrew, Chris, and myself talk about everything after round
2: 10. Take care, everybody.